don't need it. Turn in your Bibles this morning to Ephesians chapter 1, beginning in verse 1. an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God to the saints who are in Ephesus and faithful in Christ Jesus. Grace to you and peace from our God the Father and Lord Je- of the Lord Jesus Christ. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places in Christ. <coughs> just as he chose us in him before the foundations of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love, having predestined us to adoptions as sons by Jesus Christ himself according to the good pleasure of his will, to the praise of the glory of his grace, which, by which he made us acceptable, accepted, In the beloved. In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace, which he has made to to abound towards us, in whom all wisdom, which he has made to abound in us in all wisdom and prudence, having made known to us the mystery of his will according to his good pleasure, which he proposed in himself that in the dispensations of the fullness of time of the time he might gather together in one and all things in Christ which both are in heaven and which are on earth in him interesting fact is that the year was AD 60 or 61 the place was a prison cell in Rome The man was Paul, God's missionary to the Gentiles, and did he ever spread the gospel in the Roman world? By anyone's standards, Paul was a great man, and like many great men, he had his ups and downs. For for instance, in those days, if you were going somewhere far away, you probably went by boat, and he was shipwrecked. That's not an experience I'd care for. He was beaten, he was stoned, he was jailed, and finally beheaded. Great men of our day also have the problems. President Grant, before he was President Grant, everything he tried except being a, a soldier, he failed at. Everything. He finally found his talent to, in, in warfare and ended up being one of our presidents. Nixon, President Nixon opened the doors to China and 18 months later had to leave office himself. The ups and downs that we have in this world. 
You know, with Paul being in prison, anyone would think that his epistles would take on a sad tone, and yet they do not. Paul wrote Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians, Philemon from the same Roman prison. As you read them, you'll find them to be positive and you'll find them to be joyful. Interesting. The gift of the Holy Spirit can make you happy in about anywhere and in any circumstances if you look to him. There was a very good reason for Paul's victorious attitude. He had the presence of Christ in his life. He had the Holy Spirit as a leading him as a guide. So again, the world may be falling apart around us, but in it we have inner strength with Christ. We do not have to be troubled by the circumstances. By the way, we're in the middle of a circumstance today that just seems insurmountable. There just seems like there's always throwing a new monkey wrench into the works, and that's, of course, what's happening in Israel. And uh, we need to remember to pray for those people. And I will remind you this morning of one little scripture that involves the country of Israel, and the Lord has promised to bless those that bless Israel and to curse those that do not. So be on the right side of history we need to pray for for Israel and I started to say the peace of Jerusalem but basically that's even a greater thing to pray for and a wonderful thing that's asking for the return of the Lord Jesus Christ one thing though Christ is the solid rock of our salvation in Ephesians chapter 1, 3, Paul writes, Blessed be the Lord and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. These blessings affect us in every area of our lives, past, present, and future. So let's look at the blessings of the past, verses 4 through 5. Jesus Christ coming into the world was no accident. It was not an afterthought. There's nothing accidental with God. We say, well, it was just accidental or coincidental, but with the Lord there are no coincidences. I, I think it's a planned thing. And not so with us. Columbus, looking for India, discovered uh, the new world. He wasn't the first. Leif Erikson was there before him, but Columbus was the one county. That's where we, things started to happen in what they were calling at that time the New World. Fleming noticed that all the bacteria around a green bread mold was dead. This led to the discovery of penicillin. With man, both good and bad accidents happened. But with God, that doesn't happen. He is omniscient. He's all-knowing. He knows everything before it's happened. I, I have a little illustration I've used over the, over the years 
that uh, time for us is like a river and we're standing at the bend and we can see a little bit this way and downstream a little bit this way. Not with God. That river's straight. He knows what's going to happen every second of every minute. So he is all-knowing. He's omniscient. All-powerful. His power is supreme. He cannot be fooled or tricked. Also included in this is the plan of salvation. God was not surprised by Adam's sin. Disappointed, yes. Saddened, yes. But he was not surprised. Verse 4 tells us that before the world was made, the plan of salvation was drawn up. Before there was ever a land or water or air, before there was a blade of grass, a tree, a bird, an animal, a man, before the foundation of the world, there was the plan of salvation. Paul says with deep desire, he chose us to be in him. With the greatest of care, he lovingly predestined us to be adopted as his sons and his daughters. As we read these verses, the love of God, the grace of God, and the salvation of God flows out of them like a cool, clear, refreshing stream. I can remember as a boy, as a teenage boy, cousin and I went wandering in, a, in the hills back behind our grandparents' house. Didn't take a dropper of water for with, us, with us and we was in the hot summer. remember running across a spring flowing out of a rock. Cool, clear, and wonderful. And I told my mother about that. And she said, I remember that spring. She hadn't, got, hadn't drank from it herself. God knew that the plan of salvation was not going to be easy. Anything that worthwhile, worthwhile in life is that is worthwhile in life never is. This plan was expensive. It cost God his greatest treasure. God knew that before the world was ever created that the plan of salvation would be purchased by the blood, the suffering, and the death of his only begotten son. He knew that sinful man would beat, kill, and crucify the Lord. Crucifixion is one of the most cruel deaths I've ever heard of. Being nailed to a tree till, till, just till you die, basically. And one all of the life you have remaining is a, just a sea of, of pain. The Lord knew that sin would, that man would, would never, never, uh, be able to separate himself from sin, that he would never be able to educate himself out of it. He wouldn't outgrow it. He couldn't 
merit our salvation. God knew that every human being would have a sin debt that he or she couldn't pay. He knew that we could only be saved by grace. Grace is God's mercy to the undeserved sinner. By faith in Jesus Christ who died on our place and for our sins on the cross. Salvation is a gift from God to you through Jesus Christ. An old song says, Jesus paid it all and all to him I owe. And I do love the old hymns of the church. Sin had left a crimson stain and he washed it white as snow. Another old song says, only Jesus can change the leper spots. Only Jesus can melt the heart of stone. And only Jesus died our souls to save. No one else. Next we look at the, at the present. We don't live in the past. It's been said that yesterday's gone, tomorrow never comes. And today is all we have. And Jesus expressed, expressed the present moment in Matthew chapter 3.15. When uh, John the Baptist hesitated to baptize him, he said, Permit it, be, let it be so now to fulfill all righteousness. In John 12.27, here, Jesus facing the agony of the cross said now my soul is troubled that's in the present all of these are now you're clean through the word of I have spoken to you he spoke to the disciples by the way John 15 22 they have no excuse for their sin each of these verses Jesus was expressing the present moment if your faith has a past but no present is it truly faith the blessings we have in Christ are not just for the past but for today as well we do not have to, to wait to, to become his child we can do so in the here and the now. I, again, speaking to this group, I feel like I'm preaching to the choir a little bit. But we never know. And I, I assume we have a hymn of invitation this morning, did he? It's a characteristic of our time that we don't wish to be called children, even of God, but that's, that's, that's arrogance. That's exactly what we are. That will disappear when we're ushered into the presence of Christ. In verse 7, we find the word redemption. In the Old Testament, it meant to buy back, to restore to the original condition. It carries the meaning of being Restored to a right relationship to God. When Paul writes, we have redemption through his blood. 
He means now that we do. It is a present reality because of what Jesus Christ has done. Salvation becomes present. It's real in the moment he believes in Jesus Christ. Anyone believes in Jesus Christ for that matter. With redemption comes the assurance of the forgiveness of sins. No matter what we've done, no matter how horrible the sin, no matter how evil or vile it may be, forgiveness is possible because of the grace of God available now. It is a, was completely unexpected with me being saved as an adult that I didn't expect the presence of the Lord, of the Holy Spirit, to come into me and to change me in a twinkling of an eye. But he did. And for that, I'll ever be grateful. That was in the now, the past, but uh, it can be in the now for those who would accept him today. And we have the blessings of the future, verses 9 through 10. Who can know what the future holds or will bring? But Paul's words reach behind beyond his time to ours. Paul says it is the presence of God himself. The reason that, Je that God sent Jesus into the world is that at the proper time we might all gathered, we might be all gathered together, whether on earth or in heaven, to be with him forever. What does the future hold? The everlasting presence of God for the believer. That's heaven. <laughs> and I look around at things going on today, and I can't think that that's uh, too far in the future, uh, especially <laughs> the problems I've had lately as well. Mostly, some of you are aware of that. What does the future hold? Basically, to be with the Lord. Relationship, sonship. Not just to be near him, to be, but to be with him. What a difference Christ makes in our lives yesterday, today, and forever. The question is this morning, has anybody has it made a difference in your life? And again, I say... Uh, feel like I'm preaching to the choir, but one never knows. There might be somebody here this morning that does not know the Lord. remember reading a story about a nursing home about uh, someone, some little lady holding her hand up in the nursing home to be saved, and they discounted her. She was in her 90s. They didn't think she was, a, if she's a, she's there, they thought she'd already saved all her life, but saved in a nursing home in her 90s. Isn't that something? It's never too late with the Lord as long as we have breath and understanding. So, this morning let's look to the future. The future of being with the Lord will be a wonderful thing to contemplate. And I, I, I'm, I'm a little bit perplexed about the things that are going on in, in Israel right now. 
why such a savage people would come against them to do the things that they've done. But I, I have to believe that uh, you know the scriptures have something to say about that, that their father was the devil. And that's basically where that religion comes from. Muslim religion. In any case, this morning I would give you the opportunity to come to the Lord this morning. To believe in Him. Place your faith in Him. To have your sins forgiven through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Denny? Let's close in prayer. Father, we thank you for the salvation that we have in Jesus Christ. That in the distant past, your plan of salvation was planned before there was a, ever a world or a day or a human being in sight. You knew what was going to happen, and you made provisions for us. That provision is the death of your son who died for our sins. Blessed be his name and blessed be your name. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.